coming home and being home for so long and being restricted from basically seeing anyone apart from being able to go out on a long walk, I think really just makes you like, oh, how do I explain this? I guess like you feel like you're in your own head a lot. That was 20-year-old Molly Dean. She describes herself as a social person. She goes to the gym, catches up with her friends a few times a week, and on most weekends you would find her out enjoying the nightlife. But like the majority of young adults, she is learning what it's like to live in isolation. It's 10pm on a Saturday, and Marley is going through her typical Saturday night routine. She listened to music, laughed, and had a drink with her close friends. But this time, she did it online. <laughs> oh. And she got really scared and she like tried to dart out of the cinema really fast and her bag got caught in the seat and it exploded. Over the last few weeks, it would be surprising if you hadn't heard the term social distancing, whether that be in a conversation with a friend or in a segment on the news. It has become a part of our new normal to help stop the spread of coronavirus. This has meant avoiding close contact with people, implementing waving instead of a handshake and swapping face-to-face with FaceTime. While it is vital in slowing down new cases of COVID-19, experts are concerned the saturation of the phrase social distancing is leading to the spread of a different epidemic, loneliness. We have developed as a social species where many facets to how we connect with one another and being social is a big part of that. And so if we don't have that, um, that, that means of connection, we start impacting our mental health because connection is a big part of who we are as human beings. That was Gobind Singh, an impact fellow at RMIT University's Health Transformation Lab. He prefers to call it spatial or physical distancing. So... Why is language so important when we talk about this? So social distancing implies that we, we kind of distance socially and that has a, if we sort of distance socially, it could lead to a greater sense of loneliness and loneliness then leads to a whole range of health problems and there's already, you know, the, the guidance already called loneliness uh, an impending pandemic. So we need to look at how our language Singh says that just because we are being told to socially distance doesn't mean we have to disconnect and that we should harness technology as a means to socialise. We can still feel connected on an intellectual and emotional or a, or a political or spiritual basis with one another. And we can use technology to, to cultivate that sense of connection. Although research on loneliness in Australia is limited, a 2015 survey by VicHealth found one in eight young people aged 16 to 25 felt a very high intensity of being alone. So how do we deal with an epidemic of loneliness in a coronavirus pandemic? Clinical psychologist Chris Mackey says that those still living at home should use this time to renew family social bonds. Families might have an opportunity to renew the way that we can have some kind of social interaction with each other through games, through conversations, through making mealtimes positive, 
So I think that will be one of the silver linings that comes up from um, uh, being in seclusion or lockdown, uh, interacting with each other and interacting with our pets. He also suggests that individuals that may be feeling lost during this time should identify their character strengths, and this in turn will help them find suitable isolation activities. If our top strength includes kindness, we might think of how we can do a kindness for a a neighbour or helping um, an elderly person understand how, uh, how to get connected on Zoom. If we have a strength in persistence, then we might have tasks that, or projects that might take two or three months to complete at home. But if we know that that's our top character strength, then if we act on that, then rather than it being a drain, it actually feeds us, it actually benefits us. But above all, Mackie emphasises the importance of exercise as not just being a physical benefit, but a crucial factor for our mental health. In terms of... Um physical exercise, especially if it's motivating and engaging in some way, uh, enjoyable and engaging, going for a run, if people like doing that, that's very good for mental health. And three lots of aerobic exercise of about 45 minutes each a week, like going for a run, can have an equivalent effect to antidepressants. So whether you're feeling isolated, trapped or lonely, It is completely normal to feel lost in a pandemic of this size, but feel reassured that everyone is in this together. Call up an old friend, learn a new hobby, or if you feel that way inclined, box dye your hair. Remember that just because some aspects of your life have switched off, it doesn't mean you have to as well. I try and message my friends every day, which is actually more than what I would in like normal day-to-day life. Like usually you have a couple of conversations here or there throughout the week, but since I'm not seeing anyone, I'm like really trying to make the extra effort to message people and ask how they are um, and just like keep updated what they're doing, see if they've got any good ideas to keep busy.